Basement Bookers Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Basement Bookers Podcast, the AEW All in London Part One, where we will be covering the first four matches in order of how it says on Wikipedia today. But I can't do that by myself. It's impossible. Otherwise, there'd only be one of you. Here with me is the undisputed, uh, unstoppable motion machine, Richter is. The perpetual motion machine, Richter is. How the hell are you? Give yourself a proper introduction this week. What's up, folks? I am Rich Ceres. I am the perpetual motion machine, as he says, and I am here to talk about All In, the first four matches. So this is the first half of the road to All In. Asterisk, we know that there's an ocean between us and London where All In is going to be, but we're ignoring that. It's still the road to All In. We're getting there. We're going to go there. We're going to talk about it. We're also going to talk about Dynamite this week. There were some Interesting happenings. First of all, before you start, Rich, I just want to say, fuck geography. Go ahead. (laughs) All right. So before I, because I'm I'm remembering our format here, before we get into the Deathmatch Classic, that was not. We got some news on the Cash Wheeler front. This is like, it's been a while since we've done news. This happens to be pretty big. We got to talk about Cash Wheeler's arrest. It's been a while since we've done news, but this is pretty big. Uh, He was arrested for aggravated assault with a weapon. And I have the arrest record here. It says uh, the officer, uh, quote, in reference to an aggravated assault with a firearm call. Uh, Upon my arrival, I spoke to the victim. I'll leave that out who provided me with a sworn written slash verbal statement that said the following. The victim stated he was driving west on Interstate 4 north of exit 83. He noticed a Jeep Gladiator weaving in and out of the traffic, honking its horn. So he moved over to the far right lane to let the Jeep pass. The victim said the Jeep took the right shoulder to drive around him on the passenger side. That's on the right side here in the, U- in the U.S., North America, not UK. I know we got some UK listeners and viewers. Thank you very much, by the way. Uh, So he looked over and noticed a white male with a beard pointing a black semi-automatic handgun out of the driver's window at him with a strong stare. The victim said he feared for his life at this time. No shit. Is it that strong stare? I think that's the strong stare. It's got to be it. I just want to say, Rich, I don't want to interrupt your story here, but I need to state he didn't do that. Like the image is just for the podcast. That's not exactly what he did. So right, just right. He's about to tell you guys that. Yeah, this is not an actual image of the incident. That's the stare, though. I'm pretty sure that's how I'd imagine it. Yes. Uh, so the victim uh, stated he slowed down to get out of the way of the firearm and ended up behind the suspect vehicle at this time. At this time, both were committed to exit 83. Uh, the victim took pictures of the Jeep as it turned right onto College Park Drive and began to drive reckless. The victim said the Jeep bared a uh, Florida tag, redacted. After taking the picture, he, uh, the victim said he called 911 and gave the vehicle information to dispatch the details of what occurred. He explained he could not be late for work and asked an officer to meet him at his work. I guess to, you know, co- corroborate this crazy story. Uh, so terrifying. Right. The officer continues in the report saying... I created a photo lineup using Elvis, which is like a just an image database that they it's use. It's an acronym for I'm all shook up. Mm-hmm. Yes. There you go. Elvis selected five random photos based on the suspect's Florida driver's license picture and put them in a randomized order with the suspect being the sixth picture. Another officer met with the victim and presented him with the photo lineup instructions and the photo lineup. The victim quickly selected the correct picture of the suspect, later identified as Daniel M. Wheeler with 100% certainty. Based on the victim's sworn statement and the positive photo lineup identification, probable cause exists to charge Wheeler with aggravated assault with a firearm. This is big. He could spend up to like five years in jail for this if convicted. And yes, some, some people online are acting like, like, so like I saw someone on X, formerly known as Twitter, say, oh, he has no no previous prior record. He'll just get off with a, a slap on the wrist. Like, no, it, if you're waving a gun around, that's not 
you know, no prior record. Like we're not talking about like shoplifting a candy bar. I mean, you know? yeah. I mean, personally, I think the laws, you know, they're a little too, you know, it's like it's not like he was going to show them what that thing do. But how do they know that he was going to show not was going to show them what that thing do? You know what I mean? Right. Like, who knows uh, what was happening here? It's scary because the one of the rules of good ownership is of a gun that I, you know, I know about is. You don't point a gun unless you're going to fire it. I'm right. pretty sure. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's. Man, now I kind of feel bad for this shitty graphic I made, but it looked pretty cool uh, when I thought about it. So, uh, look, I, I can't defend it. Uh, if I was in the position of a person, I'd be scared, too. Like, there's always two sides to every story. So I don't know how, what brought this on. Like, it had to start somewhere. Right. We don't know what caused so, whatever was going on in Cash's head. Which isn't an excuse, which is why I don't we don't really do news anymore because I'm always scared people see us do news right away and they're just like this guy's got a shit opinion. I'm getting the hell out of here. But I think well, we did it pretty good. Well, you say there's never an excuse, but what about when Kane Velasquez did kind of the same thing but actually shot at the person? That's true. Yeah. I mean, but the situation's different. That's we don't I mean. know that. You know, we uh, don't know well, the reasons for Cash. Well, we know the if, reason for Kane. If Cash was indeed taking down a probable pedophile, then sure. Right. But <laughs> I, something tells me, mm-hmm. I don't know, but something tells me this is not the same thing. Something tells me. I don't know. Maybe. Who's to say? We don't know because there's a lot of movies. I see a lot of movies, and it's always from the side of the person in the movie but never from the side of the people watching the movie on TV when it makes it to the news. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You know, the people in the fictional universe and they're seeing the person that the movies like to focus on. Mm -hmm. They don't know what's really going on. He was probably, there could have been a freaking invisible robot in the backseat. And we don't know. They're trying to gaslight poor Cash. Mm -hmm. And this victim doesn't know. Like, he's like, for all he knew. Oh, my God. Was Cash, he wasn't wearing sunglasses. Because if he was wearing sunglasses, he could be like, they live. It's they live. And I saw in your car one of those beings, but they're actually physical invisible. And I was trying to take them out. Mm. It wasn't for you. I was trying to save your life. So we really don't know. Right. So uh, best to everybody involved. And I hope this gets resolved quickly. And just so the people know, the Basin Booker's investigator team are on the case. They will let us know of any details as soon as they come out. As soon as they come out, if there's any they lives out there, you're going to know all about it. Okay, we're not going to let you go out there into the world, especially now with they lives out there and you don't have a way of seeing them. Mm -hmm. All right. Roddy Piper, he did that movie for a reason. That's right. We got you, Bookiverse. Got your back. That's right. Look out for they lives. They out there. So anyway, moving on to our next news story here on the Basement Bookers podcast, AEW All in London, part one, first four matches coming up. Lacey Evans is no longer with the WWE. She is now going by Macy Estrella. And for those of us who don't speak Spanish, that means star. And I think that's what she believes she is. And basically, she said her OnlyFans is going to pop off, uh, apparently. And uh, good luck to her and the, her simps out there. Uh, you do what you got to do. Um, support support who you support. Uh, Rich, how do you feel about this sudden departure? Uh, almost out of nowhere. Uh, almost we're thinking, you know, is this going to be a JTG situation where they don't know she's still working there but here we have it no longer with the company and it has not reached jt she status so this i don't want to say i was surprised but it's just been a while since we heard anything about lacey evans from wwe like she was away uh for to give birth and then that was kind of it. So maybe she decides she wants to stay home. Maybe 
it was a little mutual. I don't know. We don't have the details, unfortunately. Investigative team on the case. Don't worry about it. But for me, um, I know a couple of Telegram groups that are going to keep me up to date on her OnlyFans. So, all right. Uh, yeah, that being said, I could see her joining, uh, All Elite Wrestling. I mean, they could use, you know, her, uh, she's pretty good, but I have a feeling they won't. Um, I feel like, uh, corporate Tilly, uh, they lean a certain way. And, uh, you know, Lacey's had a history of uh, rubbing people the wrong way in her, you know, Twitters and stuff like that. Um... So I don't know. I mean, I hope that I hope so, but I just don't feel optimistic about that. So maybe some indie stuff. Who knows? Maybe she might make an impact. That might be the best thing for her. Well, whatever it is you're referencing, did, uh, wasn't Big Bill sort of of the same beliefs? Yes, but he is a special attraction. I think you know what I mean, and, and maybe in different ways. That. Yeah, maybe in different ways. Like, who knows? She she might be just meaner or whatever. I don't know. Like, I don't know what's, you know what I mean? Um, but like I said, we don't know anything. That's why we don't do news a lot because it's all like, hey, you talking shit. No, I'm just I'm just a guy. You know, I'm just going, I'm feeling around. I'm feeling right. the temperature. You know, I'm just Big, taking the temperature. Big Bill de- did get kicked off a tour bus. Yeah, you know, it's. Back it in happens. the WWE days. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, I, before we move on to the next news item, I did want to say that Cash could still defend the tag team champion, could go to the tag team championship match at all in. Like, they didn't take his passport or anything. Mm-hmm. And he's probably the second most famous person in the world right now. So, you know, how could he be a flight risk? Moving on to Philip Brooks on the matter. Uh, CM Punk, uh, pictured here, uh, some money better than no money, Thomas Jefferson once said. And uh, he's in the news. Uh, a bit of an egomaniac, apparently. Uh, he's already apologized. Uh, you've all heard it. You've probably read about it on X. Uh, CM Punk cut a promo on Hangman. It didn't go over too well. And I guess because it didn't go over too well, he then apologized to Hangman for it, is how I feel about it. And that is a CM Punk uh, thing to do. We all know those guys like that. Um, we know, you know, his feelings. Uh, we know how straight edge he is. Uh, and uh, he's got a lot of control over at Collision. Um, he, certain people are not allowed to be on Collision. This is a real, like, it's like clicks. Like, listen, you theater kids, you better stay over there, over by the, the music department or whatever. While us goth kids, we do our thing over here. Okay, because look, at the end of the day, you need to figure out what's more important. All right. You need to figure it out. You need to dig deep. All right. You need to look inside yourself. All right. So really, we all just need to look inside ourselves. Okay. Find that inner CM Punk and just cut him out. All right. You don't need to be like that. Okay. And why Why you got to kick Ryan Nemeth out? You know why? Because he said, you, you listen. That is bullying. What Punk did, that's bullying. Because he didn't like what Ryan said to him on Twitter. Which was, what has he said? That he was soft, basically. I forgot what the response was on the Twitter. Some high school stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Punk basically with the, what do you got to say now? With the whole, basically, he runs that show. Like, what's the guy supposed to do? You know, like, that's basically using your power against someone rich i've said a lot uh what do you you could join in on this because you know how much i love cm punk right so as a former cm punk fan uh i like i'm i'm still a fan of the the wrestler cm punk but phil brooks can kind of go fuck himself that's what what we mean when we do the phil brooks suck segment because he's an all right guy right (laughs) um so the ryan nemeth thing what i had read was he got flown in and then when he got to the arena was told that he wasn't allowed on the show and was already booked a flight back. Now I understand fine. AEW is paying for it, but a, that's a waste of money. B that's such a waste of his time. Yeah. Time is also money. Some would say, 
It is. And like, even if you're not the one paying for it, that's two flights that you, you took the time out of your day. You're in, you're, you're in an, a less than comfortable seat. Maybe Tony Khan's flying these people first class. I don't know. But it's just so not worth it. It's not worth it. Yeah, it's just not. It's just not. Look, see that, Punk? Uh, you need to get through to Phil Brooks. You need to talk to your boy. Uh, did you hear Ace Steel is back, too? Yeah, he's doing remote work, I guess, because he's back on the payroll, but not allowed at the venues. Cause he, oh, money oh. laundering. Got you. All right. So, right. So he's <laughs> not allowed to do my remote. So the report I read said ACL is not allowed to venues because he's an insurance risk. Yeah, can't probably. You can't just go around biting people. Does that mean it applies to dogs? I like, don't listen, think uh, so. sorry, Ace, for the first time in a long time, we've had to use dog policy on you because you did dog behavior. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know, <laughs> if, if a dog bites a person, the dog has to be put down. That's the law in, I don't know if it's a state or federal thing. I've experienced this. It's very sad. I've seen this happen. It's terrible. But but also, like, if a person bites a person, you're just an insurance risk. This is silly. No. Uh, it's either that or you're a zombie. And I'm pretty sure not a zombie because we'd be hearing a lot of things right now. And these days, not impossible. Right. Like, Kenny Omega would be going around biting people. Yeah, he would. He would go around. He just go around biting people, like some kind of maniac. He wouldn't just be the god of wrestling. He'd be like some kind of abomination of wrestling, going around biting people, passing around some kind of virus. Mm-hmm. What would stop me from getting to play Stadium Stampede in the video game that I paid full price for? And you even release it complete? There's no updates, Kenny. Am I a joke to you? Welcome back, everybody, to the next, the main event that you've been waiting for. We're going to talk about All Elite Wrestling's All In at Wembley in London. Rich, records have been broken, and I know that you have these numbers for us to tell the Basement Book of Us about uh, you know, how many they sold there? Because we discussed this on Messenger and you said definitely. So what do you, uh, how, is like 80,000 seats they sold? Uh, all Elite 80, Wrestling did? 80,846 tickets as of yesterday, which surpassed WrestleMania 32's actual record of 80,709. So congratulations to Tony Khan and MJF for selling all those tickets. It has nothing to do with anybody else, uh, as far as I know. Uh, So really what we have here is a tag team title match for the ROH uh, World Tag Team Championships there. Uh, We've got Aussie Open with the most annoying uh, theme song there is. you know, it's just the worst. And some people like it. And I listened to a little bit. Apparently, there's a rap in there. I don't get past the annoying part in the beginning to get to it. Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. Stop. Oy, we can't, oy. We can't, we're going to get copyright struck because you do with the music exactly you like. Stop that. Sorry. Sorry. So, so yeah. Uh, which one's the uh, Fletcher guy? The skinnier, the, one? the skinnier one with the weird hair. Oh, the child. Yeah. The little boy. The, the tall okay. child, yes. Yeah. The only guy there that, I don't know. You know, Adam Cole, he's a guy, right? You know, he's a guy like me. Should a guy like me be one half of the ROH World Tag Team Champions? Should he be AEW World Champion? We don't get to talk about that till next week, but this week is different. That's right. right. Double your coal, double your MJF, but not, no, but here is just this one match. Next week, I don't know, maybe if you watch the episodes back-to-back, part one and part two, it's like, oh my god, this is synergy. Basin Booker's double feature. Double feature. Uh, Rich, what's your prediction here? Is this gonna be 
a slobber knocker, a tally whacker, a diggery do, or a roundabout, or oh, a roadhouse. Definite know, round. A roadhouse. Definite roundabout. I feel like the the knife is going to get plunged into the back during this match. I don't know who is going to stab whom. It looks like from the close of Dynamite this week that Adam Cole might be on to MJF and his backstabbery. Uh, we shall Does this see. This look like a guy. Who doesn't have a plan. I say. That this man has a plan. Adam Cole does. <laughs> he's ready. And he's looking at the A. Triple B. Or the Bloomin' Onion. It could be either thing. That's right. Uh, there, you know. There's intelligence behind those eyes. Not necessarily in those eyes. But behind those eyes. Yes. Because we know this. Because he cries. Um, Adam Cole cries. Uh, he told us. He told us on AEW. And this is a man who knows Adam Cole cries. Uh, MJF now knows the knowledge that Adam Cole cries. He's going to take that with him. Um, you know, they had a good time on uh, Dynamite this week. They went out to the one place uh, that we all have in common, MJF and Adam Cole and myself, is that I like Outback as well. I used to work. At an Outback Steakhouse. And uh, yes, they're most famous for hiring me. So uh, yeah, it was, I was like, well, $9.99. That's a good price. They must be eating good over there. All right. Anyway, so. Uh, Hashtag Florida pricing. Yeah, for sure. Oh, right? wait, where were they this week? Nashville? Nashville. Or I don't know. You would know. You've been to Nashville, right? I have been to Nashville. I didn't go to Outback when I was there. No, I think they were in Texas or something. No, maybe it is Nashville because they wherever Jeff Jarrett's hometown is, Nashville. that's where they okay. were. Yeah, it was because Nashville. they were talking about it during that great match we saw later. You know, it made us also feel full in our yeah, bellies. It was Nashville. I don't even remember seeing an outback when I was in Nashville, but we didn't do a lot. So we went down Broadway and everything, but and like to and from the hotels, but not much. Other exploring. Uh, yeah. No, not, not a lot of other exploring. Hmm. What do you think of the segment where they're out there and they're doing like uh, Australia stuff? You know, they're going to watch Crocodile Dundee and they're doing kangaroo kicks. Wonderfully uh, wacky. Wonderfully yeah. wacky. You know, it's, I really hope that they don't do what they're going to do on Sunday. Um, I think they should make it like Roddy gets involved, but like Adam Cole was didn't want him to be involved kind of thing. Hold on. You have to call him sad, Roddy. Uh, look, I mean, it's a little funny what he's doing, but it's mm -hmm. also a little sad, mm -hmm. right? Because that, it's like, um, I, I, I don't know if we said that. Oh, we were texting and you were telling me, you were sending me the message about uh, Tommaso Ciampa. Mm -hmm. And he's looking for Johnny. Right. And you like, you I like thought that it because was very it was funny. funny. Mm -hmm. And I said, I don't think it's funny. I think it's kind of sad. But then mm -hmm. I got jealous because I'm like, I really want that thing he's soaking in because that would be amazing for my body. I would mm -hmm. love that. It's like on your porch and shit. And mm -hmm. he has a pool. I'm like, I can't be mad at this guy. But I'm like, oh, so I guess we're doing. Oh, we're playing now. We're playing now. We're not mm -hmm. getting serious to Russell Champa. We're going to get the silly stuff. Um. I think they're better than that. I think you get you get. Let's do some basement booking real quick for that while we continue here. Uh, let's get because we're still at AEW, but I just got to say for that, just bring in the DIY, revitalize the tag team division. They're already doing that with the New Day. Let's make something out of those tag team championships that the Usos worked really hard on to make better. So back to this. So what do you think about the Tony Khan getting involved? End an actual segment. So I do feel like it wasn't his idea. But oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. So like because going from the beginning, he like he did always say that he didn't want to be a character, despite the fact that he fucking is in real life, is just a character or a caricature, right? Sure. Okay. But let's not get mean about it. I'm just saying, like, he just is. Yeah. That's how he... Anyway, like, Elon Musk. Elon Musk is a fucking character. 
I mean, he's doing genius stuff, so yeah, it's a little bit different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. changing Twitter to X. I mean, look, dude, I'm not a millionaire. You're not a millionaire. I was yeah. never the richest man anywhere. You, you were never the richest wrong. man anywhere. Right. Yeah, I know I did. Yeah. Because it's it's I can say a hundred thousand there and either way it's like, yeah, that's <laughs> anyway. impressive. Right. Anyway, I feel like this wasn't his idea, but I feel like he saw the comedy in it and just and went with it. And yeah, I, I don't know what the truth is. I thought it was funny. I thought the whole segment, the whole, all of it was funny. I feel like the guy that got double clotheslined, I feel like we've seen him before in one of their segments. Oh, yeah? Yeah, but, you know, my memory. Like, I feel like if I'm, if I'm going to remember it, it must be true. But I, I, I can't, I have nothing to back it up. Anyway. With you, it's best not to assume. Right. True, true. Um, yeah, Tony Khan's involved. I thought it was funny. He leaned into it a little bit. Um... He's a meme. We know that. Look at this and goof. then Roddy, sad Roddy. You could tell he's memeing too because Tony was wearing sunglasses. Oh, yeah. You can't control his eyes. Right. Also, you know why he's some... inside. You also know why some people wear sunglasses indoors, right? Yes, yes, yes. Cocaine, whatever. Uh, Listen, let's not. We're not all perfect, uh, straight edge I... superstars like CM Punk and Richter is, all right? I'm sorry. Did you say Michael Kane? Michael Caden. Okay, just checking. All right. Roddy, sad Roddy. Kicking no the tire. Knows what it's like to be a sad Roddy. But uh, yeah, so basically, just to put a button on it, uh, Adam Cole and uh, MJF, they did a promo in the ring. Uh, the same usual thing. MJF doing his, oh, you know, I want the two two opponents. And one of them was Cody Rhodes. And the other one was Adam Cole, baby. I don't know if it's true. I don't know if it's true. But, uh, yeah, you know, the, the line's been drawn. There was a bit where uh, Adam Cole looked like he was going to Adam Cole, baby, all over MJF. Mm-hmm. And uh, it didn't happen. Kangaroo kick. It's funny. It is. It is. But I don't think that's what's going to win the match. If, sorry to, fa- to sort of like, skip ahead to a match we're going to talk about next week, but if MJF beats Adam Cole with a kangaroo kick, I'll be rolling on my floor laughing. Well, that's a, that's the, just a thing, you know. It's uh, It better not. So, um, what do you think? Who do you think is going to win the match? Do you think we're going to have new uh, Ring of Honor championships? Nope. Aussie Open retain. Alright. So, do you what, what think... Do do? It's, like, it's like something like this. Oh, I don't know. Something like that. I couldn't tell you what their finish is. So the Coriolis. Um, oh, I would have called it the karaoke buster. It would break up a karaoke moment, sure. Yeah. Or the uh the Foster Slam. Hmm. Australian Fabia. Yeah. Those are big cans. That's what he said. Um, all right, so I think we should uh, make a pick uh, on my end. I also think uh, Aussie Open will remain the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships, uh, cursed for eternity to be worn around the waist of future champions. Next up is a match that I am all in for and would love to be all in for the Women's World Championship. Fatal 4-Way, Hikaru Shida defending against Tony Storm. Soraya and Dr. Britt Baker DMD. Uh, Sheeta, of course, champ coming in. Tony Storm, Soraya, they are two thirds of the outcast. Being a fatal four way, there's probably no DQ. I feel like Ruby's just going to get ejected from ringside just because, even though there's no DQ. But if not, she, of course, can interfere. Uh, we might see the return of uh, Jamie Hayter. I don't know. I haven't heard about her injury in a while. Uh, Sheeta, I don't know if she has any actual friends that maybe Sky Blue, they won the tag match this week. I don't know. Jared, what do you think? Here's what I think. I think this match is going to clap the Richter scale. We're talking about 
6.9 on the Richter scale, an uncontrollable amount of kick. In this match. Now, really seriously, uh, these are going to be some serious competitors. These ladies are going to go out there. They're going to put it all on the line. Faces will be punched. Stomachs probably kicked. Someone's probably going to do like a catch me move where they like, you know, oh, they jump to the outside or whatever. And uh, maybe you might get, oh, Ruby Soho, she gets ejected. And then there's like a new person and they're like in mystery. It's like who helped them? And maybe they'll get like a new person in their uh, little uh, team. And they decided. Macy as a, Estrella. Maybe. I don't know. And they decided that. As a team, you know what, Tony, it was your turn. Now it's Soraya's turn, and you find out that she's in on it. So really, it's like, uh-oh, it's the advantage goes to these chicks, and it's about time that their click does stuff, you know, like uh, different things. You know, let's get bigger. Let's move on. Let's try to make this a thing, uh, you know, because so far, Outcast only means big boy and Andre 3000. Okay. You need, if you want it to mean Soraya, Tony Storm, Ruby Soho, and hopefully Sky Blue, if you guys use your freaking brains and get this going, because then the cake Richter scale continues to rise. The profits are up. We're talking about ratings, we're talking about people tuning in. You got to get in where you fit in. And that's how I feel about this. Who I have here is Soraya. Let's make some money. Mm. Soraya is the only one here that hasn't been AEW Women's Champion yet. That's right, Rich Torres. That's right. Tony Storm is a two-time AEW Women's Champion. Mm-hmm. Hikaru Shida, a two-times AEW Women's Champion. Britt Baker's got it one time. You know, that's enough. You mm-hmm. know, even even she would tell you. Yeah. So, really, I think it's Soraya time, baby. Go for it. Uh, who do I think is going to win? I feel like uh, Sheeta's going to retain off of Tony Storm and Soraya having a disagreement. All right. Then I'm sticking to my guns. It doesn't mean anything. There is no AEW Basement Championship. Correct. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for a very important match. As it stands, as of this day in legalese, we still have Cash Bale Wheeler and Dax Harwood versus the Young Bucks. I decided not to swear it in. You're welcome. Uh, This match, I really want, and I hope to Jeebus. That we get this match going. Rich, this match is a match that has happened before, but I don't think it was a match where, like, people were sad, where they didn't have a good time, where mm-hmm. they were like, this match sucks. I don't think you'd ever get that from here. I think uh, you would only get that from somebody who hates AEW. Right. So these are two teams that do always deliver. Um, personally, I'm more of a fan of FTR's wrestling style, more realistic. The Bucks wrestling style is perhaps more fun to watch. A lot of super kicks, which are clearly not all that super if you need so many of them. Just saying. I, it makes it faker. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the knee slapping, you know? All the knee slapping. Uh, good time. Right. But you, you get the two teams together, fun match, good quality wrestling. It's going to be a good match. It's going to be a good time. I hope uh, Cash doesn't get detained with his legal issues. Fingers crossed. There's a week, in it. There's a week to go, give, and, give or take, before All In. Um, I'm hoping FTR wins and retains, and they're going to be my pick to retain. Uh, yeah, mine too. Uh, but you know, obviously, next week, uh, we reserve the right to change, even though it doesn't mean anything. But right now, I, as things stand, I really do agree. Uh, I don't like the Young Bucks like that. Uh, I don't know how much longer we're gonna have FTR, so I feel like I want to enjoy them the way they are right now. You know, uh, Young mm-hmm. Bucks, I feel like. As brothers, uh, it's, you're not going anywhere. 
right. honestly. So that's my feeling on that. Question to you, opinion, uh, based on a comment made on Dynamite this week, who are like the who do you think are the top five or whatever brother tag teams in wrestling? We can talk about like our generation because like five. I, All right, right, yeah. So the Usos. Now as at number one. Uh, yes. Okay. I guess. Um, uh, <laughs> I apologize. I didn't prepare you for this. I actually only only remembered it just now. I, I was uh, thinking about it as I was sitting there watching Dynamite, and then just remembered. Here's the problem with that. Like, can I give you? Can I give you my five? Maybe yeah, it'll help. Please do. Hardy Boys okay. are there, by the way. Yeah. So. so I would I would say number one Usos. Yeah. Number two Hardys. Number three. Briscoes. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Mark and Jay, of course. Um, I haven't actually seen Jerry and Jack, those Briscoes wrestle. Um, so that's also kind of why I'm saying our generation. Mm. I'd say probably fourth. No, fourth, Harlem Heat. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And fifth. Honestly, I can't think of any others at offhand, but Young Bucks. It's it also, really bothers sorry. me that the Dudleys aren't really brothers. Right. <laughs> yeah. There, That's what you that. got me. Like brothers. Like I know tag teams. Like it's hard for me to think about brother tag teams, you know? Right. So like there's also uh I just remember Top Flight. Yeah. Right. Uh I offhand. I'm having trouble thinking of any others. Oh, what about no private party? They're friends. They're not brothers. Yeah, it's Isaiah. I mean, they're brothers, but they're not brothers. Like, right? They're not related. That we know of. I mean, if you look further down than most people, like there's like something, you know. Mm -hmm. We all come from the same bone. So, would you agree with my top five, though? Yes. To disagree is to uh, show my ignorance, and I don't like doing that. So, um, <laughs> okay. Shit, forgot the Lucha Brothers. That are, yeah. I'd put them right behind Harlem Heat. All right. Yeah. You know what? I'm not changing it to yours the same. Yeah, it's the same. So, whatever okay. you said, Rich. Uh, so, speaking of uh, tag teams, uh, look, man, I. No one was expecting this. I mean, I wasn't expecting this. I if you if you said basement Jared, do you think that at AEW wrestling all in London, where they're gonna sell like a bajillion seats? Do you think that there's gonna be a tag team match with Sting and his little boy Darby? And they're gonna wrestle, they're gonna wrestle against a mogul, a mogul named Swerve Strickland and his Definitely older than him, protege AR Fox. He's got to be right. He's got to be AR Fox, who is kind of like a brother to Darby Allen, who let Darby Allen live in his house. And after all this time, now Darby Allen finally helps out AR Fox. Did you ever think, Richard Riz, this was going to happen? No, I had no idea. This was way out of left field. This isn't hey. just a, a, a regular match, though. It's a coffin. Tag team match or something. Tag team coffin match. Swerve Tag is 32. Fox is 35. Oh. All right. Uh, it's not fact. my fault. Some people look old. But, uh, he, 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 yeah. He doesn't wrestle like he's old. We've seen AR Fox wrestle. So, oh, not, he's great. Yeah. So, good on, good on him. It's always good. Like, I feel like when you see people that you've seen, Mm-hmm. That you kind of like a friend of theirs, but they don't know you. It's like, yeah, I, I know him. I saw him. Well, we were like, him and he's in London. Yeah, we were like four feet from him. We were sitting second row at uh, Evolve. Yeah, he's going to London, dude. Yep. That's crazy to me. I mean, Darby Allen also, but still, mm-hmm. you know, like it's nuts. Uh, wow. This so. There's a lot of bad blood here. Uh, there's a lot of good blood. Uh, there was a this. Scary looking guy here. Can you imagine this thing chasing you? He looks like a caveman. Like, 
he looks like five minutes ago he was encased in stone when a witch cursed him mm-hmm. and he's just come out and like Don Callis found him and sold him into AEW wrestling mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know Swerve Strickland they, they watched the match there those tag team guys they attacked Darby Allen and his little son Nick, Nick Wayne there uh, also the protege of uh, his father who helped uh, Darby Allen become a uh, crash test dummy back when uh, he was testing uh, coffins for the government. So they wanted to see how far you can coffin drop without coffin dropping. Mm. And, you know, we know Joker's thing, uh, Richter is. But do you think the little kids out there were probably like, is this Stinghausen? Because it was kind of goofy, you know, like I feel like it was of its time. What you, what's your opinion? I, I feel like Sting is starting to tap into the Joker Sting he was doing back in TNA, but we're not seeing enough of it to really understand it if we haven't seen the Joker Sting of TNA, to your point. So it did so if we don't have that context, then like like you don't, you weren't watching TNA. Uh then yeah, I see exactly what you're saying. That seemed a little goofy um and wacky and maybe sting house-esque uh so yeah it's a little weird look it's i don't have to have like seen it because mm-hmm. like when i say it's a thing of its time it's like before there was like 1800 more versions of the joker on tv Mm-hmm. Now it's like you're an imitation of your own imitation kind of thing. Cause like at that point he was doing more like the Heath Ledger Joker from like the dark Knight, like back then, mm-hmm. but like it worked then it just seemed cheesy here. You know, there I was like, Oh, this is interesting. You know, but he is just wacky, you know, he was doing wackiness. It's fine. You know, it's not very mm-hmm. scary, but I don't know. Maybe it has something to do with him being a hundred. I don't know. I'm not good even on him. His real age. It's I. I'm not doubting he's 100. I uh, yeah. You know he he's he made a bargain. He had to have made a Faustian bargain, a deal with the devil. MJF, hey. No, the real devil. Yeah, the MJF. robot devil from Futurama. That one, the robot devil. You remember I the robot know. devil? You not a I Futurama didn't... guy? Nope. Man, well, a couple episodes was. Uh... Yeah. Well, let's that... make a pick for this because when we start talking about other stuff, it drives me crazy. Uh, so I'm thinking Nick Wayne Brady and uh, Darby all in for this one. What do you think? Yeah, you I think, think the... and there's... AR Fox have a chance. There's, there's going to be interference. And as AEW has been doing, he's so creepy. He's like, what you're that you're saying? There's a chance. Woo. 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 <laughs> uh, as AEW has been doing, and as WWE has kind of been doing lately, also, despite the interference, the faces are going to overcome. They will overcome. And it's a co- it's a coffin match anyway, so there's no DQ. So yeah, maybe he like- got a whole mogul. It'll be like six on two. Nick Wayne's probably going to help. And I don't know if he has any brothers or other Wayne family associates and trainees and such to, to, to throw in the way. But what happened to that kid that was on NXT and he was with the, the with the the NXT parking lot, uh, uh, Don and uh, Stax and he two dimes. Yeah, two dimes here. Yeah. What happened to him? Was it like I remember he had a sting mask and we were all like, Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> yeah, that well, I was like, you knew who he was. I'm like, who the hell is that? That was as that was as unimpactful as Tony Khan announcing the legend Christian Cage. Yeah, I mean I do love Christian Cage's like current stuff, not gonna lie. Like you gotta I kick know. your old kid out of the backstage area that's pretty good you know that's pretty awesome heel christian cage is the best um it's like this 
Well, you know what? Before we switch gears to the final segment where we talk about the AEW Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Rudy, we witnessed the end of Edge's current uh, run with the WWE. September, I believe, is the end of his contract, but this was his last match, his last contracted match. Mm. Um, Do you think we're going to see... Saxton Edge in AEW. Is he all elite? Is Saxton Edge all elite? No. <laughs> yeah. No, th- this this feels like it's his decision. I feel like um he's tired. Not so much that, but like there's not much more for him to do. Fucking sting. Like, look, All I'm right. not going to beat Roman Reigns. I'm going to go home. <laughs> well, I, I feel like part of why he came back was to help some of the younger talent. And seems like there's just nothing else. And that's yeah. okay. And he want, he, you know, he, he got to leave on his own terms. He's going to go back with Beth and his family and everything. He doesn't want to do more damage to his body. He kind he doesn't want to put himself in back into the position of he has to again retire. So yeah. I think I, I like this. Go out on your own terms. Don't do it too, 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 too late, right? And have a nice, have a nice send off. Did it with a W though. It's okay. The Sheamus. Oh. D- d- does Sheamus need a win? You'd ask Sheamus, he'd probably say no, but. Or would he? Next up, sponsored by the Texas Chainsaw Massacre show, we had a Texas Chainsaw Massacre death match, which, of course, you're going to get the death match legends, Madman Pondo and Necro, but no, no, you're not going to get that. You're going to get <laughs> Jeff Jarrett versus Jeff Hardy. Why? Jeff Hardy likes to jump off things. Jeff Jarrett likes to use a guitar. That's not deathmatch stuff. They, they, they those 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 aren't deathmatch things. They're just extreme things. They're hardcore things. They're not deathmatch. I don't know why they had these two, but okay, that's what we had. And we also had some interesting stuff on commentary, particularly during the commercials that we didn't see. But Jerry's got the exclusive footage. Okay, watch this. I've ever experienced in my career, Tony. Well, you heard Jeff Jarrett say it's dangerous back here. You think? Well, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre deathmatch continues in picture in picture. Now it's in picture in picture, guys. Still going. Like one of those uh, haunted houses when it's dark and they have like just a black light, but it's not black. It's more like an orange pink <laughs> light, but not black light. I was actually thinking it was that. red. But like, yeah, where, where yeah. are you looking at? What's going on here? <laughs> Good question. Exactly certain. Is, I think hiding. I, oh, they're hiding. I feel like hiding. But Sutton, I'm saying, look, his hands are bound. The Hardys, brothers, they, Ethan Page, they've they've neutralized Sutton. I'm saying. Hello, where are you? She's so annoying. Oh my god. She's so annoying. Is it Jay Lethal? It might be Jay Lethal. <laughs> it takes that. We also want you to go home. Jeff Jarrett, Karen Jarrett. Just trying to escape. We gotta go. And Jay Lethal, bring up the rear. Let's get out of here. They're freaking out of here. So am I. Are you alright? Come on. The Hardys following. Trying to get outside. Yeah. What the hell? 
Kinda. Sanjay Dutt. That's your buddy, Shivani. No. Well, I, I, I guess they're trying to make their way back towards the arena here. This, you know, we've seen crazy matches, guys. Yeah. I don't know. We've never seen anything like this. Jared is still just covered in, I guess that's blood. I, I don't know if it's uh, maybe like a motor oil. Motor oil. Yeah, motor oil. Motor oil. Maybe not a not hot lava, probably. Inert lava. <laughs> All right, so what a masterpiece this was. Uh, Rich, what'd you make of this? Uh, this, this, look, first of all, if you love AEW, you're the AEW faithful. If you're not as pragmatic, as basement chair Rich Torres, in which we're like, hey, whatever, you got to make money, you make money. I think it's time for you to lay down your judgments on your KFC food fight matches, hmm? on your Mountain Dew Cold Red matches, because the hypocrisy is all full display here for your video game. This came literally out of nowhere, but 100% of the proceeds goes to the victims of the fires in Maui, countless lives lost. I say countless because if it if you lose just one life, it's horrible. So really, I could not continue talking about this because this was technically a fight for the fallen where the proceeds went to that because that just came up, you know, and the they're bringing it into action to the Maui Food Bank. Had to let that know. Uh, so really, if you're a listener, you're out there. We're, you know, I'm praying. Rich Deriz is not because of his, you know, but he is using his perpetual motion for well wishes and hoping that, you know, we get things fixed. Um, but what's not going to be fixed is this. So let's stop judging each other or try to grab that bag. The bag with the dollar sign. This was sponsored by a video game. You do what you got to do. All right. With all that being said, check out our link tree. The link's below. Don't forget to like, subscribe, do all the things. Check out all our social media. We're posting videos and clips and shorts and reels and whatever you youngins are calling them. And Jer's got a parting message. The match of life is scheduled for one fall. So make it count. Do what the man says. Follow the bookers. And this is going to be based on Booker Supplemental because I forgot to say, I know Jeff Hardy and Jeff Jarrett are not hardcore icons, but I feel like they're in the position of like, hey, man. We'll let you work here. Someone's got to do this. We need a lot of guys, and you got a lot of guys, and we can get all the guys together, and it'll work. You guys got a thing going. So go out there and do this outlaw bunch of shit that uh, Cornette loves to call it. Uh, not that we agree with that, because we're a bunch of jabronis. Thanks for listening, everybody. Basement Booker Supplemental. <laughs>